Today's scripture about the new things, the new heaven, the new earth, comes to us from a book called Revelation. There are few books in the Bible that make people more nervous than Revelation. The word apocalypse is probably the only other word that makes people more nervous than Revelation. The book Revelation is the only book in the New Testament that comes from the genre of apocalyptic literature. Now, the word apocalypse has this huge place in our imagination, but it wasn't always so. Like so many parts of our current consciousness, we can trace this back to World War II. The bomb, the death, the destruction, it was really the first time that humanity realized that it could end in a very real way. So our current attraction, repulsion, our strong responses to apocalypse is rather new in the story of humanity. We're aware that all things will end. And the story of Revelation tells us that this is actually a new beginning. This sounds awfully Christ-like to me. Christ died and three days later rose. Same, but very different. So when it comes to reading the book of Revelation, I find, and this is true with all parts of the Bible, reading it out of context is dangerous. You probably know some people in American pop culture who have taken parts of Revelation and made them truth by themselves, and it's caused a lot of fear. But I read somewhere that God did not give me the spirit of fear. God gave me the spirit of courage. So I'm not here to preach revelation from fear. Fear begets fear, and that is the opposite of love. I'm here to preach revelation from the loving, compassionate eyes of Christ's own word, which means I use the Bible to preach the Bible. Have you ever heard, we in seminary like to say that only scripture can interpret scripture. There are other parts of the Bible that use the same words and the same ideas as what you find in Revelation. So when you're confused by a part of the Bible, it's so comforting to know you can find it elsewhere and get some clues. This is Bible scholarship, and anybody can do it. You don't have to go to seminary. So, the book of Isaiah has an awful lot to say about the coming of the kingdom. And the phrase, a new heaven and a new earth, is in the book of Isaiah, chapter 65. The new kingdom is also talked about in Isaiah 21, 33, 54. It's a common thread through Isaiah. And the book of Isaiah would have been very common knowledge to the people 
who were the first recipients of Scripture, and especially of Christian Scripture. They spoke the language of Scripture back when it was spoken and not read or written. See, I did this. They wouldn't have done that. That's funny. With a long quill or something. So the words, a new heaven and a new earth that came from Jesus would have been understood to mean what it meant in Isaiah, which is this. The earth as we know it does not die on behalf of God's kingdom. The earth as we know it is restored. The images in Isaiah, if there is a desert, a flower grows out of it. The desert didn't go away and was replaced by a flower. The flower itself came out of this parched place. They also say that a whole river will come through that desert. It's in the book of Isaiah that we read about these fantastic ways that the land is restored, but the creatures also are restored. They, the, this is the famous, the lion lays down with the lamb. This is not pie in the sky, frilly, nonsensical positivity. This is God's kingdom where flowers come from deserts, where lions lay down with lambs, where violence no longer exists because you no longer have to kill to eat. You can see how this is new. A new thing with the same characters relating differently. And that relating differently is critical because they do relate. They're, they're connected. Connection is a hard thing to talk about. Maybe particularly with North Americans. I think there's this fear that by being connected, we become less free. Like there's a dependency, and if you need me, then I can't do the things I need. And so if we are connected, I am bound. But holy connection is not dependence. It's certainly not codependence. It's interdependence. Interdependence means that if I belong to this community, and I am so proud and happy to say I do. I don't rely on just Brian. That's too much. I do rely on Brian and Brittany and Stephanie and Uncle John and Mark and Bethany and Mel and Daniel. And before you know it, it is a joy to be connected We are not meant to walk this path alone. We are very much meant to do it interconnected with one another, with the animals, with the earth. So this new thing that comes is simply a realization of what has always been. 
Brian preached a couple weeks ago in Genesis that God's own hands took the earth and breathed us into being. We are deeply connected to the land. She and he came together, and here we are. So I don't think that we preserve the land so that we won't die. I think we preserve the land for love of that which made us, the joy of taking care of the thing that cares so well for us. I take care of the land for the land's sake, for God's sake, for my own child's sake, not for fear, for the joy of doing it. There's a misconception in the lives of Jewish people a misconception by a lot of Christians about Jewish devotion, that they're very legalistic, that there are all these rules that they have to obey. But talk to a Jew about the law, and they tell you they obey for love of it. For love of it. I hope that we can see the land and restore it for love and not for fear. No one's going to get you. I don't believe in the weight of sin bearing down on us, and so you better go take care of the planet. I don't know anyone who ever did anything for long because they felt guilty and frightened. I love the land because the land is me and she knows me because she is so good at receiving his breath. I want to I want to receive his breath. And so it must be that my body knows how to do this if it's made from the very earth that he chose. I think she can teach me how to do that. Because I want, oh, where's my, honey, will you hand me my Bible? I want to read the words again. Thank you, Amor. How good does this sound? He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. See, I am making all things new. This is as real as we can make it. This is as real as we have the courage to receive it. And the earth is very good at receiving. I hope we keep her healthy enough to learn her ways so that he can be known.
Many people say that we're waiting for Christ to return. I can see why. Seems like things are pretty, you know, business as usual in this reality. But when we think about the power of restoration, when we think about the relationship between the restoration of the land and our own restoration, I wonder if we can't help her and we all rise. I wonder if Jesus is waiting on us while we've been waiting on him. This would be rather terrifying if all we were was ego. If all we were, if I was just Bree, and he was just Mark, and that was Chris, and that was Stephanie, I'd, I'd be scared, except Brian also taught us that we're image bearers of God. Underneath your name and your vocation and your likes and dislikes is the purest thread of God. Let us make all things new. Let us restore her with this part of ourselves. She becomes known in her glory. We become known in our glory. If nothing else, know this. You are connected to her. You are connected to each other. I pray that we realize the truth of this connection. Because if God is with us, and he is, I believe that God lives in the connection. I want to say one more thing about connection. We worship a God that is Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. This weird God that is three in one, how strange, what kind of math is that? But here's what I've seen about the Trinity. God's very nature is relationship. God's being is about the between. When we realize our connections, we realize God. And when God comes and this realization happens, life will be different, maybe disrupted. Sorry, definitely disrupted. From where we stand now, we can choose the ways our lives are disrupted by realization. Here's what I mean. This week, maybe longer, but for this week, Disrupt your life by connecting to the land. Make, it's going to be inconvenient because habits are set, right? Disrupt your habits to connect. One of the ways my life got disrupted when I moved here, we can only afford one car. And so Mark takes the car to work over the hill every day and Leilani and I get around on a bike, which at first was hard 
but you get to know a place differently when you take a bike. You get to know the terrain of the land. Oh, I didn't know there was an uphill there. You do now, right? Of course, there's no gasoline involved. That's so great. Of course, when I take a bike, I'm not, bike, I'm not contributing to you know, the carbon monoxide and the carbon footprint. So that's one way you might really like connecting with the earth this week. Bikes are fun. You all have one. But we don't get on them. Who knows why? They're inconvenient. They're slow. And I think a part of it is they're childish. And yet Jesus said, be like the little children. There are other ways to connect with the earth, but because I live on a bike and I love being like a little child, my charge to you is if you are able, get on a bike. Sometimes you need a professional's permission to do something different. I used to need a doctor's note to rest. I used to have to, I would, I would work so hard that I would end up in a doctor's office and the doctor would say, he, one actually wrote me a prescription and he was like, there. This is your preacher's prescription in case you need it. Connect with your planet. Go slower. Ride a bike. It seems small, but the realization of a new heaven and a new earth is built on these things. I want every tear wiped away. How cool is it that we need maybe just get on a bike today for this to be known? Will you pray with me? My Father in heaven, we pray to you today. His Son, Jesus Christ, we pray to you today. The Holy Spirit, which is the breath that went into the earth, we pray to you today. Thank you, God. Thank you for revealing yourself. Thank you for revelation. Thank you for a loving apocalypse. We pray that we realize our connection to others, to the land, to parts of ourselves, and that in that realization we find you all-knowing, all-loving, endless compassion, endless mercy. And in your mercy, you wipe away every tear. Let it be so forever and ever. Amen.